Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. And our top story today, flows to exchange-traded funds were steady during the recent market tumult. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Sylvia Jablonski is with Defiance ET. Sylvia, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you coming back on the program this morning. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Good morning and happy uh, post Labor Day weekend. <laughs> and and perfect timing because we're here we are the second day back from Labor Day weekend. And I want to start off with you are you're, you're also the chief investment officer for Defiance ETFs. And I want to get your perspective on where we've come in 2022. And then this last several months, uh, what could, could we possibly expect knowing that you're not going to give any financial advice on the program? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, wh where we've come, I think 2022 is is a, is a rough year for most investors. Um, we see all of the major averages of well off of 52-week highs, you know, S&P 500 and, and NASDAQ were in bear market territory and, and saw that rally in June. But, you know, here we are again, starting September um, with S&P rubbing up against it might be there, uh, given given the last couple of seconds of, of turnaround there and, and NASDAQ, you know, close to being down 30%. So, you know, it looks like we're getting close to those June lows. I don't necessarily think that it's going to get, you know, sort of worse than, than what we saw there, but remains to be seen. I mean, there are a lot of kind of um, interesting factors impacting the market right now. And the most notable factor or the most talked about factor anyway would, would be, you know, Fed Chair Powell um, maintaining his his resolution to to fight inflation, and you know the market s sort of knew that, right? A lot of a lot of that was already priced in, but it seems like the strength and the conviction behind his Jackson Hole speech, um, you know, really sent a lot of traders for for the sidelines. And and you know we had this risk off environment where you know now we see the market having a tough time catching a bid. Um, so look, like the the sort of bad things happening in the market, you have this ongoing war with um, Ukraine and Russia, you have um, energy crisis in Europe, inflation, a potential recession in Europe because of all of this, you have, you know, two, two um, negative quarters of GDP growth, which I guess is the technical, de you know, definition of a recession in the US. And, you know, you have a Fed that is that is looking to um, tighten monetary policy in an unsteady market. On the other hand, you know, so so where are we now? You know, we're in this we're in this period of sort of, you know, panic, terrible consumer sentiment. I know Michigan looked a little bit better last uh, on the last read, but um, consumer sentiment was at all time lows. And um, you know, I, I think you've seen this broad based selling. I think we're in an oversold condition. And in terms of where we're going, you know, I think that a lot of this is is going to play out for a reversion towards a a more bullish market going into the year end. You know, I don't think we're going to have. Um, you know, a, a double digit growth in the coming years. But I do think that a lot of the indices will sort of revert and, and you know, end up positive or, or at least, you know, kind of flat to the year. And the reason why is because I think inflation has peaked. A lot of people believe that, but it's actually coming down pretty fast now. If you look at the price of price of gasoline, price of oil, if you look at durables, if you look at housing, if you look at rental cars, if you look at airline tickets, you know some of these things are are starting to really budge. And I think that that's going to play out in the next couple of reads, which Fed Chair Powell, 
is, you know, intensely going to be monitoring. So once he sees the data, that's going to be a positive thing. You know, jobs, jobs feel hot, but then the last jobs number that 315,000, you know, you can see that um, jobs are strong, but some of the, the, the wage growths are starting to wane a little bit. And, you know, you've got a lot of people sort of off the bench and, and back into the job market. So that's another factor. And you keep hearing about all these massive layoffs um, by some of the largest companies in, in America that, you know, are top leaders of the S&P 500. And, and that data is lagging, too. So I think that once that starts to feed in, Petra Powell is going to have a look and say, you know, oh, now, now, now we are, you know, sort of inching up on um, slower growth, risk to the market recession. And a lot of the data points show that things are coming down a little bit faster than expected. So I don't think we're going to get a pivot. I, you know, I, I don't think that anything will happen. I think that there, there will be, you know, a couple more rate hikes and, and, you know, perhaps it will embolden the Fed to sort of stop when that data comes out. But in the meantime, um, I, I don't look at the markets in terms of, you know, what's going to play out in the next 20 days. I have no idea. September is usually a, t- a terrible month. And <laughs> for the sake of like the bad juju of September, I mean, um, you know, that's kind of a joke, but there's a lot going on in, in the market. And, and you know, so in the short term, it's hard to sort of day trade and make those short term transactions for the average retail trader. You know, the high frequency yeah. guys, hedge fund guys are great at it, but retra- retail traders, not so much. Impossible to time the market, but dollar cost averaging and, you know, looking at these opportunities to buy the stocks you like at cheaper prices is perfectly reasonable. And that's not necessarily financial advice, but it's the way that um, I think about things. I like to find stocks on sale and purchase them for the long run. Yeah. And I like that you ended your uh, your talk about that or not talk, but your comments about that, because long term investing is where it's at for so many Americans. And in the context of what you just described, our friends at Morningstar, and they're not really my friends, but they put out data, ETFs, and we're talking about ETFs today, hauled in $43.8 billion of new money in August. And that, that's very consistent throughout the year. And, and so what do, you, what do you take from that, uh, Sylvie? I mean, people are still investing, and they're investing in ETFs with typically, not all, but typically trade based on indexes, you know, they're baskets of stocks trading on indexes and things like that. So what do you take away from, sounds like the ETF trading is going pretty well. Yeah, what I take from that is that, you know, ETFs have now been around for a while. And I think people are more comfortable with the vehicle than than they ever were before. And there's been this great sort of replacement, you know, you have, you know, not to knock mutual funds are amazing mutual fund products out there. But ETFs have sort of come out and they've become the cheap, you know, most efficient way to trade and get exposure to underlying indices or themes that an investor might want to get exposure to. So, you know, it, it sort of makes sense, right? I think it's when you have this volatile market and, and you know, each day, each company earnings are uncertain, the, the future and the, and the outlook is uncertain. A lot of investors who are not sort of professional market watchers will say, you know what, the S&P 500 is down close to 20%. I'm going to buy an ETF and just hold it for a long time. And when this whole thing shakes out, you know, I'm going to do quite well. So I think that ETFs are, um, you know, sort of still here and still that great vehicle for doing that. In terms of the flows coming in, you know, what's great about ETFs is is that now I think that a lot of, you know, retail traders, investors, professional traders are, are more aware of the different types of products out there that they can benefit from. So what I mean is that, you know, the market's sort of um, crashing these days or we're seeing sideways volatility. 
Um, and you have short funds, right? So a lot of the, the high growth names, for example, are doing poorly. You can, you can buy an ETF that, that shorts those names. Um, you can buy a short ETF to hedge your, your position. You know, if you're sort of tired of watching your portfolio go down in the short term and, um, you know, it's a way to kind of, um, protect your, your clients and, and whatnot. So using short, you know, broad based index funds. Direction has a bunch of them. ProShares has a bunch of them. Um, to hedge portfolios is something that I think a lot of investors are looking to do. And there has been this great emergence of really you know, cool, innovative ideas, whether it's cryptocurrency products or um, you know, thematic types of plays like, like, like we offer. I, I, I think that investors have found a variety of products to trade. And, and you know, even the anti-inflation types of ETFs, like the, you know, Nancy Davis's product and um, some of the product, some of the uh, Astoria Advisors ETF and things like that, you know, those are good products to look at in, in these types of markets. So I think that there's a there's been a, a good time and a good place for some of those ETFs to pick up steam. And, and it, they're accessible on virtually every platform, which I think is an important takeaway. Sylvia, I need to take a very quick break. And Sylvia mentioned uh, some new products, one of which is the single stock ETF. I think you're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and call Credit Repair for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit Repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. 
Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Sylvia Jablonski of Defiance ETF. Sylvia, welcome back. Thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Thanks for having me, Jack. Great to be here. I'm so glad. I haven't chased a guest off yet, so I'm really, really excited that that streak... We're, we're into over a thousand shows, and I'm glad that that streak has continued. Sylvia, GameStop, AMC, we all remember the meme stock trades, and there's a relatively new product, I guess, that's out, uh, the Single Stock ETF. And I, I wanted to ask you first, what is this type of product, and, and how does it work? Yeah. So, well, first, I'm, I'm glad that I haven't been the first person who's kicked off of your show. That's not kicked off. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, no, who just I'll be said I had enough. For somebody else. Who, yeah, I'm just concerned. Like, I don't like to chase people off. I want to do a good interview so people will stay. That was my point. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So these the single stock ETF products are really interesting. You know, they're they're levered versions of a single stock. So, for example. Um, Tesla is one of the more popular ones. So you have a bull and bear Tesla single stock ETF. On the bull side, you get 1.5 times exposure to the daily movement of Tesla. So for investors who are you know super bullish on Tesla and they think that the stock is going to sort of trend upward, um, you know, compounding and that extra leverage will will benefit in their favor. So you're essentially adding some juice to your your exposure and your investment in Tesla over time. Um, so my thoughts on this um, are that. I think it's I think it's great, and I think it's a great way to evolve the future of ETFs. So, you know, for for years we sort of have relied on the 1940 Act fund, and it works great for for your classic indices. But for different types of themes, um, you know, kind of like pick one, whether it's cannabis or whether it's um, autonomous vehicles or um, you know, sort of anything, right? Psychedelics, five G, whatever it is. There are rules, you know, in terms of how how many names an ETF has to hold and and diversification rules and things like that. So, you know, there aren't enough, for example, pure EV companies to just create an ETF that has only EV companies. So, if you look at some of the popular ones out there, they have Tesla, they have Rivian, you know, they have Ford, which arguably you know, doesn't generate most of their money from EV. They have NVIDIA and Honeywell in there, which, you know, contribute to the build out of these products. But that's not really what people are looking for exposure to. So when you think about a product that has, you know, a couple of names or a single stock name that is just leveraged to a theme, I think it's super attractive for for traders and, and retail investors because you're actually getting pure thematic exposure to the exact stock that you want exposure to or the few stocks that you want exposure to and not necessarily you know, the whole general universe that's related to it. So I think they're going to be a great complement to thematic investing. Uh, Sylvia, uh, everything in life has pros and cons. Um, what are some of the pros? I think you mentioned some of the pros. What are some of the things that you need to think about if you're getting involved? So it's not, you know, people, a lot of people made money during AMC and GameStop and, and, and the meme investing trade uh, trades, but then there were a lot of people who didn't. So are there lessons that people got from those situations that apply here to single ETFs? And, and what, what do, should people know before they might consider investing, knowing that you're not giving any investment advice? Because I don't want you to get you, get you in trouble with compliance and therefore chase you from the show. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, you bring up a good point. So so the number one issue, I think, is concentration risk, right? I, I think that, you know, the ETF issuer is assuming that you're not only buying that one ETF and that's, you know, your entire portfolio. But 
uh, the benefit of having a diversified basket of a couple of names or, you know, the classic ETF that I mentioned before that might have some of these other names is that you reduce your concentration risk. So if if one name, you know, if, if Elon Musk comes out and says, I, I hate Tesla's now, <laughs> you know, and the stock comes crashing down, you're a lot of trouble. You're in a lot of trouble if you have the bull fund, right? Um, and there's sort of nothing else to buffer that. So concentration risk is number one. Number two is just understanding levered inverse ETF products. So I spent over a decade at a levered inverse ETF uh, product shop. I know them super well. So trend is your friend. If the market is trending in either direction, whether you're a bull or a bear, you're going to benefit because compounding will essentially work in your favor as the ETF rebalances and increases exposure or reduces exposure to a particular index directionally. Where you get into trouble with these is if you have a market like we have now where you have range bound volatility meaning you know tesla's up five percent one day down five percent the next day up five down five that tends to lead to decay and even if at the end of the month let's say tesla's up ten percent but every day in between it's kind of you know hinged up and down two to three percent ranges you're likely to underperform 1.5 what tesla did you could be negative you could be positive and that's the real risk so compounding in range bound volatile markets tends to lead to investment decay so um you know sort of proceed with caution and just understand that you know you need to sort of have a conviction on two things one that the single stock is going to you know move upward or downward and number two that you expect volatility to be sort of relatively stable and that you expect a trend um, to also occur during that time period you know otherwise it's a little bit risky and that wraps up this episode of brnam have a topic of interest somebody you think we should talk to drop us a line and don't forget for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness finance tech so much more in all in one place check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website, and of course, our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRN AM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.